Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Life Radio. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm Sarah. That's just a lot for me to say. That is a lot. I love that I can just say, I'm Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I think next week I might have to fix that. (laughs) Perfect. Let's see what you do with that. I'm excited to see. Yeah, what I'm in, but that was make you do it. Oh, let's see. I don't know about that one, but we'll see what happens. So how are you? I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. How Good. are you? I'm doing pretty well. Okay. Have, I've had some ups and downs, some frustrations with, you know, just life. Mm-hmm. But um I'm I'm doing pretty well. That's good. Yeah. I have to say that I'm finding more stability all the time. You Good. know, just more and more, uh more freedom. Um, but it's still, you know, just like any life, it's just yeah. have your ups and downs. It and- does. Frustration is just life. It's just life. I will say, um, so I have one less frustration in my life in that on Friday I had my pup neutered Mm. because on Tuesday he started to be attracted to my leg. (laughs) Your legs are very cute, but you know. (laughs) They're short and stumpy. (laughs) But um, I have to say, I am so glad I didn't have to deal with that. For like months, that it really was just days, mm-hmm. and um, I, I was McKenna didn't believe me. She says, "No, not my pup. He is, he's a sweet baby, Mama. He's he doesn't do that." And then the um, so he went in Friday morning. So Thursday after school, she's like, "Oh my gosh, Mom!" And I said, "What?" She goes, "He's doing it to my leg." <laughs> Poor McKenna. I said, um. I said, just move. She goes, I'm trying, but he's got a really good rhythm. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) And it was, um, it made for some really good laughs. Sounds like it. It made for some really good laughs. And um, so, yeah, he's, he's been healing. We've been dealing with a stitched up, drugged up pup, but uh, he's back to normal today. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So um, I, I, I work um, in a business office of a, um, of a big doctor practice in the area. And what I do is I credential doctors. So I apply for insurances and um, hospital appointments. And um, I do a lot of paperwork and a lot of computer work. You know, myself and computers, <laughs> right. I'm, I've learned a lot. I mean, it's just not how I'm wired. I'm wired for for personal relationships and, and talking and all of this stuff. God bless my coworker who I spend the majority of my life with. It feels like all the Mm -hmm. time. And she has been so encouraging to me of just allowing me to be me. Um, and she, she understands like, she's really, really great at, um, organizing like rosters and stuff on computers. And she's been real patient teaching me. I, on the other hand, have, I'm sure tried her patience over and over, like asking a bazillion questions, a lot of it doing that I love to talk. Um, I didn't know how much I loved to talk. I did when I was younger, and my dad would, bless his heart, put up with my questions and all that stuff. Um, and then uh, in my uh, in my marriage, I didn't feel like I had a voice. And so um, after this divorce, I've been learning that I, I do have a voice, and, and what I can't, what I say can be valuable. And, um, but my coworker, she's allowed me the freedom to be myself and to have a voice. Um, and she's given me great practice and and doing that again. So I told, you know, she knows that we do a podcast. And so, um, 
I found out she listens to our podcast. She listens to me all day. <laughs> and then she listens to our podcast. I was so overwhelmed with that because because last week when I came into um to to my desk, she said, Andy Griffith? Really? <laughs> and I just and, then, and so it was just really, really sweet. So um I think throughout my well, I know my entire marriage, my um, ex husband didn't listen to a podcast, not one single one, um, and didn't really encourage me in this pursuit. And um, and to be around people that, although I know I can be annoying, I'm sure, and have we can uh, you all know be right, but that you know will listen and give me, let me have a voice. Um, I'm just so appreciative of that. And because she knows she she's around me all the time, but then to take the time to listen again is fascinating to me. So I just wanted to say that about my coworker, just how much I appreciated somebody affirming. That's really cool. Yeah. No, I, lo- I love that. And I hope that we are entertaining and I, I- well, I'm inspirational. I, I think I entertain her a lot throughout the day because of my questions and because I'm like, so, you know, whatever. But, you know, my my parents are always my parents constantly say, how's your job going or whatever. And I'll say, I'm not necessarily passionate about this work because, again, I'm more people oriented, although God's helping me to understand that what I'm doing helps people. Helps people helps be people, helped, right? You know, but so I have to keep that always in mind. But I am so thankful for my job because it's given me the stability that I knew that every single day, in the midst of all of these turbulent things that were going on in my personal life, um, between being a, being going through the divorce, being a being a single parent, um, starting over financially, all of these different things, um, that that cubicle, that desk became a safe place for me and a safe haven. And I was, I had to be there, you know, I have to be there at seven thirty every day. And I have to, you know, I kind of have this rhythm and this routine. And so it, it became this safe haven. So I'm not necessarily passionate. I love the people I work with. So I'm passionate about them. Um, and, but I'm so thankful for it. And I think one of the things that has helped me to get through this awful, awful time in my life is just to find some kind of rhythm. So I think any time that we are going in through this, all, all of this upheaval, I mean, my life was completely destroyed and, and, and this went through this destruction to find some rhythm, to find something that's stable, even because there were times that there were days that I didn't want to go to work. There were days that I, you know, just because of the anxiety or the depression or whatever, but I was like, once I get there, I know I'm safe. I know that I have a purpose. I have meaning. And so sometimes we just have to force ourselves to do things we don't want to do so we can build a new rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important that, that we do that. You're right. It is. And um, can I, I'm going to write myself a note and um, sorry. No, it's good. Well, I was just looking at our, do so, you want to, do you want to talk well, about that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we, before we do that, you were talking about your coworker listening mm-hmm. to the pot, which I think is awesome that, that she invests in you in that way. Yeah. And she's a little, she's, she's a little bit older than me. And so I, re, she's gone through some, we've gone through some of the same, same life things. things. And so she's able to speak and she's very calming. She has the soothing voice about her. So she's able, sometimes I can get a little animated if you can believe <laughs> 
<laughs> no, never. I know. Can you believe that? And and so she's able to. <laughs> she laughs at me, and then she kind of just she she just kind of. Well, she just speaks uh, just the soothing. Yeah, she's really good for me. So in, in the in the you know listening to the podcast mm-hmm. story is what it. So I decided this year that um, one of my brothers is is getting married next mm. year in the spring, and I decided that I want it. And one of my brothers got married a little over a year ago. I guess it was a year in the summer, so about a year and a half, and. I decided that I wanted to get to know my sisters-in-law better. And there's been some life separation between my sister and I over the, because I have teenagers and she's got elementary and toddlers. And so there's just this, there's a big age gap. And we've felt that over the last couple of years, I'm busy doing my thing. She's busy doing her thing. And um, so this year I decided that I wanted to, reconnect well to connect and reconnect and start doing this um sister's night out thing uh it took me a long time to you know get it worked out and we've had a couple of meetings since then just my sister and myself and our two sisters in law and this past saturday we were we had a fantastic time just the four of us we went to uh, my brother and his fiance's house and just hung out with our with our appetizer snacks and you know it was it's just a great time. So my sister says that she listens to my podcast. She listens to our podcast and so um she said one day she's sitting in her um she's sitting in her, at her desk in her little cubicle and her cubicle neighbor, her friend from work is laughing out loud. And she turns around and she's like, "What's so funny?" She was like, "Your sister?" <laughs> That's hilarious. And it was it was so funny that that she was listening and she told a story about something that we talked about or that I talked about and then so the work friend started listening on her own and well, so that said, is what so is so sweet. and then she told the story that I was telling in the podcast and anyway, it was just it's funny when when Cliff first asked me in two thousand five to podcast with him I said what's a podcast right I had no idea and I'm like okay sure nobody will ever listen and here we are almost 14 years later and it's amazing the number of people who have and continue to listen I'm amazed I'm amazed by that too because I lived in this on a daily basis, I lived in this world where I didn't feel like I had a voice. I, I didn't feel like my voice mattered. Um, there were times that I used my voice inappropriately trying to get my voice heard. You know, I look back on that and I hate that, but I see that I like, I can see there were times that I was angry because I wanted my voice to be heard. Now that I'm out of that situation, there's this I don't even, I mean, there's just this, this freedom, this confidence that God's given me a voice, but he's given me a heart and a passion and a, and a desire for a reason and a purpose. And so I need to follow through with that and I need to do that. And I love that he's given me these steps along the way, mm-hmm. 
so he started, you know, with the podcast and I, you know, I did speak some with at women's groups and I did all of that and that stopped because I wasn't free. And I love now that I'm free that he's opening back up opportunities again, because I wouldn't have, I didn't, I didn't have the confidence in order to mm-hmm. do that. And so now it's like this, it's just amazing to me that he continues. He's just like kind of starting me again and just allowing me to say, okay, talk to your coworkers here or be yourself in this situation. And people can actually like you, Sarah. It's okay. <laughs> and, 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 and that gives me a confidence to, to continue. Yeah. To continue. Right. So we got, um, I, I was overwhelmed by this. How, and we were, t- cause we're talking about listeners. We got a, a message on our messenger on our Facebook asking us to pray uh, for a listener's son. And so we, we said we would, I asked, the son's name. She gave me the son's name. And then she said, and my daughter's name is Sarah. And I named her after you, which hello means you have a voice. And, and I was flabbergasted and overwhelmed that someone would, you know, think that my voice was going to, you know, uh, was meaningful enough to name their child. So that listener, I, I don't have her permission, but that listener spoke such life over me in letting me know that, and that was like in 2013. And so that was like at the, like at the, yeah. the epitome of when I found out about, um, what I, what I know to be the first affair and what I have experienced through a divorce and all of that, but that God still allowed me, gave me the honor that my voice was okay to be heard. Mm -hmm. And so, um, for that little Sarah, I've been praying. And for that little Sarah, I want to be who God's created me to be so that there can be, uh, so I can build life into other people. That's just unbelievable. And that we get the opportunity to do that. And that people want to listen. It's just crazy. crazy. It still kind of baffles my mind. And we've been doing this for a long time, right? We have been doing this for a long time. So the, I have here the first time I was pulled over. This is hilarious. So we, so we were talking about Burger King. We were, um, at, uh, our last podcast. I really want and some Hershey pie. Not going to lie. I know we ought to go there for old time's sake. We really should. I know it doesn't make. How about any- we hit the drive-through? <laughs> no, I really. I'm no. not sure I could handle the smell in there. Oh, that might be, but it would kind of be fun just to see. I don't know. We could. Maybe we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Anyways, we need to. We need to go there for for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but so we had been sitting again. We sat there for hours. Hours. On end hours on end and, um, let the kids play. So I was driving a minivan at the time. Um, you were in the front seat, Luke and Megan and Matthew were probably in the back. Lydia and McKenna were right there in the middle, you know, whatever. And, um, did we, no, we didn't have Janie yet. We didn't have Janie. That's right. We didn't have Janie. I was probably pregnant. Yeah. Well, she was there. She just wasn't there. You're right. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So Janie was because Lydia was little. Yeah, Janie. Yeah, you're right. So Janie was being protected by your belly. Yes. So um. So but we we've been drinking Diet Coke for hours, letting the kids play for hours. We're on this road, and I ran. I, I, it, well, hold on. You have to set it up in that we have this main highway that mm-hmm. that runs through our town, where the speed limit is 55. 
And then there's a stop sign. Well, or a, actually, stop, a red light. And actually, that red light was brand new. It was. Because they were just building the yes, speedway. This, right. So it's a brand new light, and the speed limit is 55, and you get no warning as to when it is changing. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's exactly okay. Now, I started driving on that road before there were any lights. There was like one red light That's on that road. That's so much just fun. Just one. Right. So Those I'm going, so I'm going, you know, yeah. So I'm going 55. I'm sh- I mean, I, yeah. I, Sarah's not really a rule breaker. I'm not a rule breaker. You're right. I'm not, but I, there are times <laughs> that I do speed. I will give you that. So anyways, I am going down 50, I'm going 55. And so the light turns yellow. I have to make a decision. I've got kids and you and everybody else in there. I'm not going to just slam on my brakes. So I go through. We even talked about it. If I slam on my brakes, I'm going to throw the kids forward. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, we okay. were really close to the line and, I said I fully support you, and she went right through. It was still yellow the entire time we were under it. Okay, so I go through the light, and then lo and behold, there's this police officer that <laughs> that comes up behind me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, 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 oh my gosh. It's better than saying what I said in the car wreck, right? True. Right. Okay. True. Um, my I think the funniest thing was that you you were you were freaking out. I'm like just. Pull over. You need your license and your registration. I'm like, what do I do? That's right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What do I do? What do I do? And you're like, uh, you got to pull over. <laughs> you got to like, pull where, over. And, and I'm like, where? I don't know. I'm like, you're just like, so you're helping me through the whole thing. So, but then I start crying. I start crying. And the police officer walks up and he says, and he sees me and, and he and he goes, ma'am, I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm crying and everything. You're helping me with my license which, and registration. Which is hilarious because his next question was, have you been drinking? That's exactly right. And I said, I've been drinking a lot of Diet Coke at Burger King. <laughs> I think I gave that officer a good laugh for the day. Oh, my goodness. You you had to have. Beca- and he, I got a warning. You got a warning. Yeah. And it was probably... One of the most hilarious times we've. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad that my pain can entertain you. I appreciate that. That is so nice. And, you know, so I'm thinking about cars. I'm thinking about the first time I've done something. The first time I ever ran over a creature was a frog. It was in my parents' driveway. And I got out and prayed over it and told it I was sorry. So, like, I. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is about me. And, you know, just cars and, yeah, whatever. I really try to be responsible. But, you know. It was it was hilarious. It was um, kind of the perfect way to end that day, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah, it was a good day. A forever memory. A forever memory for sure. A forever memory. The first time I got pulled over, I was sixteen. I was leaving work. Wow, I worked. You are experienced. Yes. <laughs> Hold on, I'll tell you about the second time I got pulled over. So. Um, <laughs> It was, I was, um, I was 16. No, I was 17 because I was driving. I didn't start driving when I was 16. I was 17 and I had just left work. I worked at McDonald's in the airport. And so if I got off at 11, I got to my car at 1130. Like it was a long trek to the car and I'm on my, I just come out of the employee parking. I haven't even put my foot on the gas but I guess the the effort that I gave the car to come out of the parking lot was enough. The effort. 
to was was enough for for this air, airport police officer mm-hmm. god love him um to to pull me over and he pulls me over and um asks for my my license and and registration and i hand them to him and um my maiden name is snow my stephanie snow and here up comes to my window officer snow and not related have no idea who he is never mm. seen him before you know never seen him since either but uh he he let me go i'm like i didn't even have my i didn't even have my foot on the gas at the time yeah. i was just pulling out of the parking lot and uh but he he did he did let me go well that was nice of him um second time i got pulled over i was also was i leaving work or coming home for my mom's either one but i was it was late at night and i'm on um the 237 the same road that we were on infamous and uh there's a car behind me and its headlights are blinding me in my side in my driver's side mirror and so i scoot over a little bit to closer to the line just to move away from the headlights and the car follows me so i scoot back and the car follows me and it was an officer and he thought i was weaving and i'm like no sir you're blinding me with your lights I cannot see because you're, you know, get off my rear end and maybe right. I can, you know, drive home responsibly. Anyway, it was. Did I got, he let you go? He did. Oh, good. It was his fault. It was his fault. <laughs> Very good point. It was his fault. But the first time I got a ticket was the third time I got pulled over. And it was um, in Cincinnati. And I had just left work. Again, work doesn't work well for me. And. <laughs> This is why I now work from home. I get I don't get pulled over. <laughs> I say that watch. I'm going to leave, and I'm going to get pulled over. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just left work, and I get pulled over by a Cincinnati police officer, and he tells me that my tags are expired. I'm like, um, no, sir. My birthday's in August, and that's when my tags should expire, or in January, because that's when my husband's is, and you know, so it might be under. Um, no matter here, I got out of my car and looked because I didn't believe him, and he gave me a ticket. <laughs> because and you got out of your car? Because I, yeah, I got out of my car to check rather than just saying, you know, okay, sir. Sorry, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, but they were expired because we had just bought the car, and so it we had not yet. Oh. Move the tags from the yeah. Anyway, it was that was a fun one. <laughs> that was a fun one. I like so, your spunkiness that you got out of the car. To I go did. See. I'm like, I don't believe you. I really, I don't. So basically, he yeah. he gave me a ticket for calling him a liar, which I didn't say the words "you're a liar." I just mm-hmm. said him with my actions. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's funny stuff. I love. I just love your spunkiness. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't. I didn't believe him. There was no way that they could be expired. I didn't even think that. Right. We had just bought. Oops, sorry, we had just bought that van, and it was. That's that's what happens. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you don't transfer all of your stuff immediately. Gotcha. Apparently. So, Apparently. Yeah. Anyway. I guess you're not going to get out of your car anymore to go check the... No. I, well, now I pay my taxes in... <laughs> I know that I pay my taxes in January. Gotcha. So, so you're on a schedule. I'm on a schedule. Very good. All of our all of our tags. Gotcha. You ready for a question today? I am. Okay. So here's the one that I just looked at. Can you think of something that everyone could agree on, that everyone could agree on, despite the chaotic world we live in? <laughs> 
I love that giggle. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, what is it? I think everyone could agree that this world needs to be different. But everyone disagrees about what different means. I love that answer. So if you could say what could be different, what would you say would? Um, what would I say? I would say I would say that the different needs to be an understanding of our differences, a respect of our differences, mm-hmm. and and a fight to find a common ground in the world. Mm-hmm. Everyone is so... I feel that everyone is so far on their side of whatever issue. I mean, and I'm not just talking about the United States, which is totally divided right now. Correct. I'm, I'm talking about the world. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I lost the words I was going to say. I lost the words I was going to say. Well, the world's so divided that we can't see past our own. Yes. That's what I was. Yes. Yes. We can't, you, you're, you're so far on your own side Mm -hmm. That you can't see the people on the other side or even around the bend. Like you're, um, and there needs to, there, there, there needs to be a bridge. Mm-hmm. I love that you just, I, I think it's what you said. It's very profound that everyone would agree that the world needs to be different. We just go, we just have different ways of thinking about how that, I just think it's very profound because everybody no matter if it's from the United States to Afghanistan to, you know, India to the Bahamas, everybody has this thing of wanting it something to be different. Mm-hmm. But we all have way different ways of going about about that. I, I love that. I think that that is so, so profound. Thank you. Yeah. So I don't have a profound answer. <laughs> I don't, I mean. Lay it on me. What do you got? Well, I was going to say, but then I think about what I was going to say and it's not true. So, I mean, okay. so it's true and, but I would, what I would think. So again, we go about things differently. Mm-hmm. I would think that everybody would, would agree that the world needs kindness, but I don't think that that's true. Like I, I think about, I, I but there are some of the meanest people I know that think that they're kind. Hmm. Well, so I would think that everyone, sometimes I'm one of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, we were sitting at our, our, our sister's night at the table the other day and, and I said something and I was like, wow, that's really mean. Like, I'm a little surprised that I said that because that was really mean. Mm. And I don't, I don't, I'm not, maybe I am like that sometimes, but I try not to be like that to people. Mm -hmm. All right. And. I, I was I was a little surprised that that mm-hmm. well that I that had I one of the things that I I don't remember somebody said something about about my about who I how I am I'm just um so I, it was a compliment I don't remember what I don't want to put the words I don't even remember what they were this it was just a compliment about me and who I am and I just said but that's not true 
because I know what I know how I am on the inside. Mm-hmm. I know my heart. Like I know the things that I struggle with. I know the things that that go through my mind that may not come out of my mouth. Well, or or whatever. I see sometimes how I react to certain things. I see how selfish I can be. I see all of these different things. So that doesn't make their compliment untrue. I and I get that and I understand that. I just think so hard for me sometimes because I know what goes on on the inside. One of the things that I love so profound about Jesus is teaching, whether you believe in him or not, the, the, you know, he wasn't concerned about whether it was not so much concerned about what you do outwardly. He wanted to transform the inner character. And, and that's what is crazy about me because we can be as religious as we want to be, but if our hearts don't change, if our characters don't change, if we don't become more who we were created to be, it really, you know, because eventually that's going to come out of us. Right. No matter what's on the inside, it's going to come out, whether it's anger, bitterness, you know, uh, gentleness, kindness, either way, I mean, it's going to come out. So I think that 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 teaching is so profound. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I still see how much growth and transformation I have to, how much I still have on the inside. And, um, but I am growing, I am transforming. And, And so I don't know. But, yeah. but that's the journey of life that uh, right. that we're all on. Correct. We, we all, I mean, even calling out my my meanness on mm-hmm. on Saturday was, you know, I I tried to be kind to to people when I'm with them. I I love meeting people. I love helping people. I love serving people. In this safe group. Something was said, and it struck something in mm-hmm. me, and something very mean came out. Mm-hmm. And well, there's a time and a place for that too. <laughs> yes, but I mean, the same could be said for me. I know what you know. It's a really good thing that everybody doesn't hear everything that goes through my mind. I mean, it's a very good thing for me. <laughs> that would be pretty entertaining. I'm sure of it. It it's- might be a little bit frightening. Um. Did I send this to you? Oh, I, I, I didn't. I sent it to Megan. I'll have to show it to you later. But it was this thing I saw on Facebook. And um, somebody asks, like, it's one of these obscure questions, you know, and they get a response. And it's a very detailed response. But it starts with, I've been thinking about this since I was a kid. And then it goes into this very detailed response. And um, somebody responded to that saying, I'm a little concerned that he says that I've been thinking about this since I was a kid. <laughs> it's like one of those questions that you wouldn't think about when you're a kid kind right. of thing. Right. And Or if you are, it's scary right. that you're thinking and, and about so it. And that, so that's one of those cases where not everybody needs to know what you're thinking. Correct. You know, not, not everybody needs to know what you're thinking. And... So, I mean, we're all on this journey to grow our character and to have personal transformation and and growth. But I can, I can not only be defined by what's on the inside. Mm-hmm. So you right. can't take away their compliment by saying... That's true, I can't. I know my inside and what you said is not true because to them, what they saw is true. Right. And I'm not saying that it's not true. I, I guess know. I'm just saying that. Well, you did. You said that's not true. Okay. Well, if I said that, I'm, 
You're right. You're calling me out. That's perfect. I love it. I don't know. I'm, I'm just. I guess I'm just saying that that's how I would feel in the moment. I un- because yes. But 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 what's in our heart overflows into yes our outward right. emotions. Like meanness is not in my heart. Correct. But it did come out mm-hmm. in a moment, mm-hmm. and someone argued that it probably is. But that's another, <laughs> that's another topic altogether. No. no. Um. So yeah, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be outwardly defined by my internal character that is still growing. I agree. But I really firmly believe that our internal character will always expose itself. It will. Uh Uh-huh. You know, there's, there's, you know, we can only... But it's not always defining. Correct. I mean, there's going to be moments that I'm angry or it's going to come out. Something's triggered that or something said, and I'm going to be angry. And there's nothing wrong with being angry. God himself was angry. God himself, you know, had this, it, you know, it says he's in, he, he was angry or he was, he's jealous or there are things like that. We can't just define by what we consider good emotions or good, whatever right. to be, um, yeah. So anyways, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. And I'm, I need what I'm hearing from you and what I'm just processing is that I have totally got to learn to take compliments. <laughs> there we go. So I've been telling you that for a while. I know. Although I know. in the same, in the same content, I have a hard time taking compliments also. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading one time, you know, when, if I complimented your sweater, you would respond with something like, Oh, thanks. I got it at Kohl's for like 10 bucks or, you know, I, and I'm just filling in the blank. I'm no, not saying that that's... I got it, but I did get it at the Gap Outlet for okay. like, <laughs> for like six bucks. Right. <laughs> but I do okay. like it. So I, I do love it. Thanks. Um, but we don't just, women, we don't just take a compliment. Mm-hmm. We feel like we have to explain it or excuse it away mm-hmm. rather yeah. than just saying thank, thank you. you. Yeah. So I've started in... In an effort to make myself better at taking compliments, I have take like if I see someone out, if I see a woman and her boots are out, I'm like, I love your boots That's or a- I love your dress, your hair. Can I take a picture and show my? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't had that in a while. I did have a lady who um, had this awesome short haircut. This was several years ago because my hair's long again, and I'm not thinking about cutting it right now. But if I if she would have let me take a picture, I didn't ask. So it's not that she wouldn't let me. I, I didn't ask. But if I could have taken a picture of her hair and taken it back to Shayna, I would have had that haircut. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. And oops, this poor Mike. I'm abusing it tonight. I apologize. So I have my hair appointment tomorrow. And Shayna texted me as the reminder. And I said, my hair and my vanity, thank you. <laughs> because I swear, getting older and going gray is just not fun. It's not. You know, I want to Mine be this- is- the next week okay, i want next to be week. this dark headed I, like how i was i had this i don't know if it was the last time it might have been the last, i had to put blonde in it because bless my heart it's a gray just, it's, it's just, just time over, yeah i well i'm not going blonde anymore because i really love red hair and somebody at um at nanny's visitation commented on my red hair and i said yeah i truly believe that god intended me to be a redhead <laughs> and his it's one of my dad's best friends so i grew mm-hmm. up you know, with him around. And he goes, um, if God intended you to be a redhead, wouldn't you have been born a redhead? I said, no, he created my hairdresser and this <laughs> hair color so that I could pay good money to be a redhead. <laughs> it does match your personality for sure. And so I, I'm not going to do blonde. I told I'm I'm not going to go back blonde. I'm not going to lighten my hair. I really love this color. So if it starts, if my gray starts growing out 
faster. I just have to make my appointments mm-hmm. closer together. Yeah. 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 It, it's something. Um, it kind of asked me the other day, mom, maybe about three weeks ago. Can I color my hair pink? I said, sure. She goes, really? Like she couldn't believe I said yes. I said, mm-hmm. sure. It's just hair. It is just hair. Mm-hmm. It's just hair. Yeah. And so she had her appointment with Shana last week. And she has, um, it's not all pink, but she has pink um, chunks mm-hmm. throughout her hair. And then the next time she goes, she'll get more. That's awesome. And um, my, my kid has pink hair. And do I care? No. Right. Because it's just hair. Yeah. Yeah, and she's the sweetest thing. All right, so next question that we're going to go with, and then I think this will probably be the last one. Okay. Where is the worst smelling place you've ever been? (laughs) Can I say my son's room? (laughs) Yes. Actually, it might have been my brother's room, like the worst smelling place I've ever been. Um, Yeah. Well, I'll yeah, go. You go. You go. Well, and, I have uh, yeah. two. Okay. Um, the one being when I played um, basketball in high school um, in Indiana. So we had the. I played in the third largest gymnasium in the in the country. It was a great place to play. So we had this track on the bottom, this track on the top, and we would have to at the very beginning of all the practice, like when we were just. I'm um, getting into the season. We'd have to run a mile in a certain amount of time, and so um, we'd have to run around the bottom of the gym. Well, also on this track was off to the side on the like on the track but the room was the wrestling room and so they would have those doors shut but then there would be times that they'd have to open it up to let like i guess to let them breathe i don't know but i tell you what wow. uh, when we would run past the, i almost thought i was going to pass out and gag because i mean wrestlers it's all boys one mm-hmm. high school boys two and three they're sweating and trying to get all this all this weight off so that they can meet their goal and they're dressed wow. in in sweatshirts and sweatpants and they've done all this stuff. I promise you, I thought I was going to pass out. So there's that. And then, so I still, oh, oh, oh. and then the second one is when Luke was playing, uh, decided he was going to play football, football for a little bit and the pads and all of that. And, um, he left them in my car and I opened up my mm. car and I thought that was just not good. Lydia ended up calling him Luke monster <laughs> that was, throughout that whole season. She was calling him Luke monster because the stench was awful and yes. it permeated my car for yes. probably, I mean, yeah, there's just no getting yes. that out. My yeah. brothers played football for a while and it just smells. Mm-hmm. It just smells. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yes. So yeah, you get adolescent boys who don't shower well to begin with, and then put them in the same pads and practice after practice, and they're sweating. It's just awful. It's just not good. Why didn't they didn't have Febreze when our kids? <laughs> I mean, when, we, my, when my brothers were little, oh, they yeah. didn't have Febreze. Didn't have wouldn't have knocked that stench out. It, I promise probably you, probably not. Mm-mm. Probably not. No. Um. So yeah, I honestly think it was across the hall growing up. Like right. two of my brothers shared a room and whatever two or more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nasty. Oh yeah. yeah. I cannot even imagine. So did, did Matthew go through? So we're going from the, 
the worst smell, but then it just helped me, just reminded me of uh, Luke trying to smell good. Uh huh. Do you remember, like, in late elementary school, early middle school, the axe phase? Yep. I, pro- I, I, I think Luke probably yeah. used a half a bottle at a time. Probably, but that is better than the dude that I walked past in. I, I walked past him in the grocery the other day and I'm like, lay off the old spice buddy. Like that's too much. Right. <laughs> You're choking me and I'm three aisles away. That's funny. I haven't smelled old spice in forever. It was, it was rough. But, like the um, cologne old spice. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Isn't it funny how smells or sounds or songs or whatever take you, take back, you back to mm-hmm. a certain time? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I had my whole playlist is sh- shuffling right now, and so I heard uh, "More Than Words" by Extreme. Oh my god! Yeah, I hadn't heard that song in forever, mm-hmm. and it took me back to being a kid. Yeah, and you know, yeah. There's like in my middle school years. Um, I can't even remember um who sang it, but it's uh, "Back to Life." Back to life. Back to reality. Yep. Yeah. And I loved that song. And then um, I've been listening to 80s love songs and like it's like Def Leppard and That's like awesome. Berlin, like Take My Breath Away, like all of these different things. And I'm like, man, there was some really good music. Some really great music. Um, and so it's been, it's just. And then you move into the 90s and like, you're, there's some really bad music. <laughs> I know. I look back on my high school years and I, it was bad. Do you know that um, my class song the year I graduated was um, Kiss from a Rose by Seal? That's terrible. I know, which is actually a song about death. And we were graduating high school. We were starting our lives. That's hel- <laughs> So speaking of songs and something that, that I've learned. Um, I don't actually know that that song's about death, but that's what it makes me think well, of. Well, yeah, I agree so, with you. Okay. But okay, so um, the Phil Collins song, um, in, in the Air Tonight. Yes. Um, and with that awesome drum thing, you know, at the beginning, it's, um, he talks about if I saw you drowning, I wouldn't lend a hand. That's what that song says. You know, yes, I know. so many people thought that it was about him watching somebody drown. I, that's what I heard growing up. It's like this fable uh, myth. So but I ended up finding out that it's about him going through a divorce. Really? Yep. Huh. He wrote that when he was going through a divorce. And that song has taken on a whole, whole new, new meaning, meaning. for yeah. me because he he just yeah he's talked to it in interviews about about that time and and all of that so yeah I'll have to go listen to it yeah. again I, some one I haven't heard in forever mm-hmm. but yeah I'm having so much fun with my playlist on shuffle it's really fun the other day I went from the song that the king sings in Hamilton which literally says. Um, I will kill your friends and family to remind you of my love. That, that, that's the, that's that's the, the lyric that's that nice. King sings mm-hmm. to the American people. And, and, um, so what, what came on after that? Cause it was like hilarious. I can't remember what came on after it, but it was like the, the, the two were complete opposites and it was, it made me laugh out loud, but that's fun. Yeah. That's going fun. from a little bit of Hamilton to a little bit of Bon Jovi to right. a little Taylor Swift, a little yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. I, and and music is able to I don't know, the music's just able to speak in ways that it is. It's, it's gotten me through some very dark times from from my worship stuff to angry music to uh, 
understanding that there's life after, you know, all, you know, so yeah, yeah, it's really good. Awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. I used to um, drive. I think I played it for you in the car one time that um, what is the pink song? There's a pink song, a song by pink that um, actually talks about like throwing all of his belongings on the sidewalk and like, oh, what what is that? Because I used to drive so- around waiting for you to get to that point. Like <laughs> I was actually dreaming <laughs> of joining you and throwing things on the sidewalk. But that that didn't happen. It didn't happen that way, and that's okay. But uh-huh. it, but it was an outlet for me. It was an outlet for me to to deal with my frustrations of what you were going through. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that's that song. That, dang it, we're hardly we have hardly any time. But I I, I want to talk. I'll try to write my note mm-hmm. for next week about what my life, how my life affected other okay. people, and. Um, and the choices that, you know, we can make or not make really do, if it, it's like, is this ripple effect? And I, and so I, I'll put ripple effect here and maybe we can okay. talk about just the ripple effect of, and it doesn't have to just be about my life, but the choices that we make, um, the legacy mm-hmm. that we're building right now, um, can always be redeemed. It can, but there's still this ripple effect that happens Good or bad. Good or bad. Yeah. So I, maybe we can talk about that. I'll write that down. Okay. Yeah. I would okay. like that. All right. I would. All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Um, and just want to say thank you guys for continuing to uh, join us on this journey that, that we're on. And, and that... I don't know how I was going to say, I was going to say something about, you know, we are still, our inner character is still growing and, and changing. And we are still working on our own uh, personal transformations and our own personal growth. And to get to share that with you and to, to get to be on this, on this journey with you is a pretty remarkable thing for both of us. And that reminds me, I have a thriving mosaic to record. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> total tangent, but that's how my brain works. Mm-hmm. And and so, I mean, it's a great honor for us to be able to share our our triumphs and our struggles and our growth with you, and to know that to let you know that you're not alone. And you know, we don't have it, we don't have it all together because we're still working on it. Yeah. So thank you for letting us bring our not togetherness yes. before the microphone and extending us grace, loving us, cheering us on, encouraging us. And I hope that we're doing that same thing for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And until next time, we totally encourage you to live your life authentically.